I don't know about you, but I love to eat. And today is going to be an awesome show because we get to speak with Jenny RG, the owner of Jenny's Baked at Home. If you didn't think you can make great stuff with CBD, stay tuned. The good don't grow. We help you understand the benefits. CBD and cannabis, yeah. The good don't grow. We remove the fear of the unknown. By giving you all the facts. The good don't grow. We bring the unbiased content from opposing views to give you nothing but the facts. I welcome you to the show. The good don't grow. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Good Dudes Grow. I'm your host, Gary Roberts, and I'd like to welcome Jenny Argy to the show. Jenny, how are you? Hey, how are you? I am doing amazing. Thank you. So just tell me how you got involved in everything and, and you know, the background of everything. So, um, yeah, thanks for asking me how I got started. I started Jenny's Baked at Home five years ago when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, and I was um, coming from... 15 years of designing and manufacturing modern children's furniture that was green and sustainable and organic. And um, so I was familiar with product and I was familiar with uh, green and organic and sustainable uh, perspective on, on product. Uh, and, and when I chose to use cannabis over some of the traditional um, methods for cancer, for fighting cancer and for post cancer, I, um, I looked around for healthy cannabis alternatives and I really couldn't find anything. So there was gummies and chocolate and things like that, but they weren't healthy and, and sugar, sugar tends to feed cancer. So I, I thought, well, because I know product really well, um, I'm going to design a product for myself. And if other people can use it, then fantastic. So yeah, so I um, set out to design a gluten-free baking mix that was um, cacao chocolate and high in hemp protein and um, really low brown cane sugar. Uh, so it was, you know, it was a little bit of sugar, but healthy sugar, if I was going to bring it in. Um, and I was pretty sick at the time. So I needed, um, I needed a little bit of, uh, of sugar in my diet, not a lot. Um, and I was having a hard time eating. Let, let, let me ask, let me ask you this. Did, did you know the benefits of, of the CBD and all before cancer, or did you just fall into it, doing research into it? How did you get involved with that in cancer in the first place? So when I started designing the baking mix, I didn't, I wasn't looking at CBD at the time. Now, remember this is five, six years ago. CBD wasn't even really a thing yet. I mean, it, I think in Colorado, it was definitely Charlotte's Web had started using it for kids with epilepsy. So that it was, it was being used, but we didn't know the public really didn't know about CBD at the time. So I was looking at creating a baking mix that you could add your own THC canna oil to it. So the right ratio. And the other thing at the time is that nobody was talking about dosing. It was all very bro centric. Everybody wanted to see how high they could get. And I just wanted to use it for medicinal reasons and calm myself and sleep better and work for anxiety. And and after I developed that baking mix, I then started researching CBD. And the research that I found was nothing in the United States because we weren't able to, to use 
um, study groups um, because it was CBD was still THC is still schedule one and CBD at the time was the schedule one as well. So no funding was going to test it. So I was looking at the results that were coming out of Israel at the time and they were doing study groups and they were looking at high concentration of CBD in diets in people's diets for, for cancer. And that was my specific um, goal was to, to research it for my cancer. So I then set out, set out to design products around uh, everyday use, olive oil or coconut oil, things that I could use every day easily. Um, and, and I was, I wasn't, um, opposed to capsules and, um, and pills, but I thought there's gotta be another way to ingest, um, than smoking it or taking a pill. So I thought, you know, I want to learn how to cook with it, but I need to, I need to also study about functional medicine. I guess I combine avocados and cannabis. What does it do for the body? Does it repair damaged tissue because there's so much vitamin E in avocado and am I opening up my receptors to be able to heal, um, to have the combination with cannabis. So, uh, that's where the real research came in for me was learning about cannabis, both THC, CBD, and all the, all the cannabinoids that we've discovered. Um, even Delta eight at the time way I was looking at Delta eight, you know, three or four years ago, um, all the way to how do foods combine with it? You know, how did, how did Jamaicans use it and have used it for years and years and years, steeping it in teas or putting it in food? It's a very different perspective. That must have been some tough research because I'm sure that it's just not like a, a, you go to the local bookstore and look, okay, CBD and fruit and CBD and, and meals, we'll just put them together and tells you, you had to do like extensive research and how do you find that stuff out? Well, I, I, I would use myself as a study group. Um, I would have other people that I would, if they said that they were suffering from anxiety, what were the anti-anxiety foods out there? And so I would start combining it. If somebody said they were um, uh, going through chemo, what were the good foods to combine with them that would absorb the cannabis at the same time, uh, help with the nausea and the and the and the you know anti um, oxidant properties that it would have. So I think it wasn't. I really I stopped looking out there. I did have people open up to me. So I would maybe do an interview with um, a magazine in Jamaica, and then the 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 journalist would tell me about their family history with cannabis and how they used it. Um, and so I started, people started telling me their, their family stories. And those were really, really beautiful to hear because these were grandmothers instead of using um, ibuprofen or using um, a sleep aid like, a, um, you know, Theraflu or something like that. They used cannabis on children. And how did they use it without them getting high? And what did they combine it with? And what were the medicinal properties? Yeah, that's what a lot of people don't understand. This is this 
plant has been out for so long and it's been so used in, in, in the old times and in, in ancient, it's been used in England by the queen. She used to put in her tea for her gastrointestinal things, you know, issues and everything else. So the plant's been out there for a while. So people have these recipes that brought down from generations. So that, that's pretty cool that you, you researched that out and, and started creating your own stuff and doing your own tests. That's amazing. Right. Thank you. Yeah. I, and, and I, like I said, I use myself and, and I, it's constantly evolving. I, recently I've started um, a new nightly um, regimen where I take um, hemp milk and I heat it. And then I take, um, I steep uh, cannabis flour and other herbal teas in, um, in the hemp milk. And then I add the coconut oil and I, you know, it's incredibly great for my digestive system. And the older we get, the more we need to concentrate on gut health. Um, so I'm just, I'm just, I keep using myself and, and we've got so much great organic new um, ways of, of, of uh, using plants, you know, in our diet, it, you know, a plant base is just such a fantastic and we didn't, you know, 20 years ago, you couldn't go to the store and get oat milk or, you know, you just thought milk was what you had to have. And that, so now there's all these alternatives to absorb your cannabis and, and not just smoke it. That's pretty cool. That's what I found cool about your company. I, your company didn't start out like the normal companies. They started out at first. They already saw, okay, we're going to tinctures. We're going to go pills. We're going to do this. You started mostly with your own foods to help you out and then slowly created things that that everybody else would actually use, which is pretty interesting. I saw the olive oil on your, your, your website and the other stuff. Tell me a little bit, how's the process, that process work? Is that, cause I have my own tinctures and then my own company in CBD and I'm always wondering how do they infuse it? And you started it on your own. I'm pretty sure you didn't have these large machines to do it. And you didn't, you know, mixtures and everything else. You basically started by yourself in your kitchen, adding some stuff. Was it difficult? Did it, was there a lot of a mistakes and well, that didn't taste good. We'll throw yeah, that one yeah. out. So, um, I, uh, when I started out, I am a licensed, um, processor and manufacturer in New York. I, I'm, I'm one of the, one of the 25, um, that just left the ads and market department and went into the department of health. Um, and I'm setting up an extraction facility in, in the Hudson Valley. So um, I hope to be, you know, extracting my own biomass and, um, and, and infusing all my own products and having test kitchens and all of that wonderful things. But when I started, you're right, I didn't have um, access to, uh, but I, I did come from 15 years of designing and manufacturing furniture. So I had wood shops in Brooklyn and then my factories went to Vietnam and India and I worked overseas. So I was very familiar with uh, sourcing. And um, I looked at my research, I started to look more at where uh, CBD had started in this country. And Kentucky was one of the first states to start the hemp pilot program. And I chose to go to Kentucky, find a co-packer in Kentucky and work with somebody within the hemp pilot program because I knew that they would be more GMP, good manufacturing practice, facility they would they would hit all the criteria they would their their uh product was organic they um they were true to the milligrams that they said because they had to follow the the regulations by the state they were a research partner so for me to align myself with, with somebody who was in this for the right reasons was important for me 
Um, and I am still, I still work with them when I'm setting up the facility. I have a great relationship with my co-packers and, um, and they work with my formulas. So I can, so that, that's how it started. Um, uh, yes, but I would, they would send me four or five different samples back and I'd say, no, too much ginger, not enough ginger. If it was the ginger tincture, or I would say, I want more terpenes in my coconut oil or less ter terpenes in my olive oil. You know, there would be, I could, I could play with things a little bit and they were very malleable with me. That that's so, that's so cool. Uh, so you're a single mom, you have three kids. What did people say? Like, Hey, you're, you're going into the what are your kids going to do? You're going into this marijuana. Like, you know, as soon as you say you go to CBD or cannabis, everybody goes, oh, my God, marijuana. You know, you're just going to lose everything. They're going to take your kids away. You know, what did people say in the beginning? I really love that you asked me that question, because last night I was sitting around um, with a group of business group I'm, I'm, I've been in for years. And it came up that um, when I started this, again, I'll remind our listeners that this was a schedule one, meaning CBD, I could have been arrested for uh, the same thing as if I was selling crack or heroin. It was on the same list, the same caliber as as those other drugs. Um, and the first the first time somebody had I don't know if it was at their maybe one of my kids school. My kids are now older. They're all teenagers. Um, but. I think maybe it, it got through the grapevine that I um, was a, a, a weed woman and um, the uh, child protective services came in to my home. And you're right, they, I, at first I was super scared, but I had been licensed at that point, but I was very scared, you know, they, I was gonna lose my children and um, because I was doing this CBD thing and I remember the child protective services and, you know, she's only as good as the information she's given. I just remember her saying, you know, you are doing something illegal. And, and I said, well, I, I mean, yes, but no, you know, uh, I am, I am sanctioned by the state to be a research partner, but if you took me to a federal level, yes, you could arrest me, but you are a state entity, a child protection services. So you actually, have to follow what the state is allowing me to do. So they actually, it was very embarrassing. They called the Ags and Market Department to ask them if I was doing, um, and, and they, they kind of chuckled and said, she's, she's doing nothing wrong. She's legally uh, able to, to research and produce what she's doing. And so begrudgingly, they had to drop the case, but then it, they came back again a second time and I had to go through it again. But I think that's over. It's, a lot has happened since then. Uh, THC has become decriminalized. Schedule, uh, CBD is off schedule one. It's selling at the bodega down the street. You know, it's it's much different than when I started. But it was scary in the beginning. And um, but I would go. I started a group that I called the the suffrage um, uh, group, and I would go from Washington D.C. to Maine into women's homes, and I would talk about how it became illegal, the history, um, everything from, you know, um, William Randolph Hearst, his affiliation to the politics, um, to the medicinal qualities of the whole plant. And I would bring my wares with me and I would sell them like the Avon lady and I would change the stigma of it. And so, but I was looking at women 
in my demographic because I thought that they were good, uh, uh, good um, candidates to spread the word for me. So it was important that I went out and found mothers and daughters and women that were taking, nurturing their families to, to take, to see cannabis in a different light. Right. That, that, that's amazing. And I understand exactly where you're coming from. Cause when I started into it, it still wasn't legal here. I'm a firefighter. So playing into that realm, people look at you, goes, dude, you're going to lose your retirement. They're going to, they're going to drug test you every day. It's, it's, you know, you need to be careful. So I went the same route as you. I went with the, the practices of pilot program in, in Florida, connected with them. And I said, okay, before I put anything out, I'm going to make sure 100% my, my policies are good. My product's good. My procedures are good. My, you know, all the, the legal stuff is good before I actually start presenting it. And that's, so I understand exactly where you're coming from and that, that fearful thing, like, oh my God, I'm going to lose my job because because I had, yeah. in the original, I had to order from the West Coast and it came in a little a little box and you didn't know what it was because it was hidden because it was still le- illegal to go across the state at that time. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, <laughs> what I do know, I have? I know, I know. We definitely <laughs> are, are pioneers in, you know, in this. And, and there, it's a, it's a, we're still in a prohibition bubble, but it's, it's, it's getting punctured by the day. Uh, and we're, we don't know really what, what's on the horizons as far as the, the new, um, you know, FDA regulations that are going to hit, but uh, we just have to keep moving and, and making a good product. And, and it sounds like you have an awesome product and, um, and you're, you're able to go in with your, the people that are, are, are going to listen to you in your sphere. And that's really what we have to, we all have to kind of keep coming together. And my audience isn't your audience, but you need to make sure that your audience doesn't see this as a, gateway drug or that you change the perspective on it because little by little by little this whole country is going to get healthier if we if they choose cannabis over over oxy or over tequila you know it's a much better healthier alternative we're not going to eliminate sleep aids we're not going to eliminate um recreational use but if we can we can give a, a healthy alternative to it, muzzle top. <laughs> exactly. That's what a lot of people understand. It the product's just not, like you said, a gateway drug. I actually keep terming coined the term, it's a gateway out drug. So it's a gateway out of depression, gateway out of insomnia, gateway out of PTSD, gateway out of opiates. So I use that term a lot, but a lot of people don't understand this is actually also a very, a wellness product. It's not to take the place of the opiates. If you use it on a daily basis, your body starts functioning better. And if your body starts functioning better, there's less chances you go to doctors. So healthcare costs start going down, you know, and if healthcare costs start going down and people stop going to doctor for little things, now the doctors can start getting their reimbursements back to where they were before so they can make a living again so this whole thing's a big wheel that actually it helps in the long term like you said yeah yeah no i totally agree with you yeah we we need you know we're just you and i are just disciples for the plant that's what we are we're out there just spreading a message and we 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 have to have a product because it helps so people can see how it you know i'll have somebody wake up in the morning i'm sure likewise you do too and they'll say you know for the first day, I, I didn't feel my, my knees, you know, and I haven't, you know, I got to the bathroom without hobbling and you're like, exactly. You know, it's, it's just, and uh, little by little, we're, we're going to, we're going to get it on the market. And it's important that people buy from people like us who are sourcing a good product 
that isn't filled with heavy metals and leads and toxicity and and that we we believe in it for health purposes. So it's not about us. I mean, hopefully we make money to keep it going and the pharmaceutical companies and tobacco industries don't kick us out um, and that we can support it and continue it. But we also, it's our mission to deliver a really good product at a good price um, if we can. Yeah, that, that's what I found. The, the battle is not just trying to change the stigma of the plant, basically. The battle is also fighting all of those who jumped in on it just to make a dollar quickly when it was all the big boom. Now we're fighting all those bad people like, oh, yeah, I tried it. It was terrible. Oh, oh I tried it and I got popped in a drug test and I'm going through these problems. You know, all these things that are, that are going on. But like you said, the stories that you get when you get those little bumps, like I, I've actually had somebody... You're right in front of me when I said, you need to try this stiff neck pain, couldn't raise his hands over his, his, his head. And I'm like, here, just try this. And we're talking. Next thing you know, he's waving his hands around and, and his wife's like, what are you doing? He's like, what? Goes, Your hands are all over the place. You, you don't feel the pain? He goes, no, I feel nothing. And those stories like that know that you're actually doing good. You're bringing a product. You're bringing to the people who actually need it. And you're not just putting a product on the market because, like you said, people who want to get high or, or find some reason like that. And that's the whole purpose. Now, you know, right. your small business, it started small. It's, it's growing. How's it going now, especially in the, in the COVID issue? Well, I, I, I don't know about you, but for me, it definitely was an, it was, I was an uptick. Um, company because people, the anxiety levels went up and people, you know, were sheltering in and, and they needed something to kind of get them to help them sleep or round the edges and an alternative to, you know, people started drinking more. So they would call and say, I'm drinking too much. Can you help me out? And so I, I saw an increase in sales, but for me, my really big next venture is the uh, setting up the facility, the extraction facility, because um, I, I get to, I will get to control the the product even more, and I'll get to test new products and um, find that that product. I, I think for me, I'm still out there looking for. I love all of the products I sell, but I'm still looking for that one product that I can get in everybody's hands and they can use it, and it's kind of a winner. Um, so I'm still, I'm still exploring and playing and, um, you know, I, I might have a little too much in my wheelhouse, but, but, uh, but I, I'm, 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 I'm using it as a, as a learning curve to figure out where it is I'm going. So, so small business wise did very well during COVID. Now my next venture is setting up this facility, which is very difficult because the new regulations require us to have CGMP, current good manufacturing practice. I have to set up a facility that is the same caliber as a pharmaceutical company. So my costs are exorbitant, just absolutely really hard for a small business from, from getting certified CGMP to you know, everything from my engineer drawings to um, I have to have special drywall, special coating on walls, just all these things that just cost a fortune for a small business. But somehow I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm inching my way there. And the machinery, the machinery cost is another hit, but so I, it, it's exciting. Yeah, definitely. So, 
So for us to help you out, where could people actually go to see your site? Where would they can reach out, buy your stuff so they can actually help you out and get that facility up and running? Uh, that's awesome. Uh, www.jennies, J-E-N-N-Y-S, baked, B-A-K-E-D, at A-T-H-O-M-E.com. Jenny's baked at home. Perfect. We're going to put the link also on the show. I appreciate you coming on the show and talking with me. I love the fact that you're you're a single mom, you're a small business trying to trying to get everything done, doing good, doing wellness and trying to help other people. So that's why I wanted to have you on my show. This is what my show is about. It's about bringing stories like yours to the forefront so that people can get out and say this plant is not what it used to be. It's something that you don't know it is. Learn about it. It can save lives, can help people. And we need to talk about it more. I appreciate what you're doing as well. Much, much, much appreciated. Thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you, Jenny. If you're still listening to this, that means you gained some type of value. So what we need you to do is leave a review and make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode of The Good Dudes Grow.